This episode is brought to you by Hulu, presenting Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers. From the backboard to the front office, Legacy captures the remarkable rise and unprecedented success of one of the most iconic franchises in professional sports. Featuring new revealing interviews from players, coaches, and execs, this 10-part documentary series chronicles this extraordinary story from the inside. Watch Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers now, only on Hulu. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. Yeah. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Brick layers and ball If you know, you know. One stop like a Walmart, we got the tennis balls for the wrong sport If you know, you know If you know about the carport, the trap door supposed to be awkward If you know, you know That's the reason we ball for Circle round twice for the encore If you know, you know What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, do? Welcome to the Ball Hawk Show Podcast I'm your host, Amar Hawkins Appreciate you taking time out today to listen to the latest episode of the show. Before we get started, this episode is sponsored by Able Insurance. Go to ableinsurance.com for all your insurance needs. That's home, business, auto, and life insurance. Call the good people at Able Insurance. Go to the website. Go to the offices. Tell them the ball hawk sent you. They'll definitely take care of you and write you a policy that fits your budget. That's ableinsurance.com. Proud sponsors of the Ball Hawk Show podcast and anything involved with myself. Also, if you want some Shut the Hell Up Juice apparel, go to sthujuice.com. That's sthujuice.com for all your Shut the Hell Up Juice apparel and Petty Hawk apparel. So this episode, we will be recapping UVA's latest game versus the Clemson Tigers as they came up a little short versus the number one team in the country. But I enjoy watching the game. I mean, I, I enjoy watching football in general, but um, the question mark coming to the game was how much would Clemson beat Virginia by and, you know, how long would Virginia stay close and all the all the narratives. But, you know, I I – well, look, check this out. You know how we do. We're going to get into stats first, superlatives. Um, so all you numbers folks, you're going to enjoy the first half of the show. All the folks who love the analytical uh, part of the podcast, you know that comes second. Um, but, you know, we got to set the mood, man. We just took a loss. So I sat back. I said, man, what can I play after a loss? And I remember when I played, man, you know, and I, I'm recording this on a Sunday. So I said, why not let, let some good old word take me away and get my mind right? You know what I'm saying? So we got knocked down. We got to get back up. We got NC State up next. So I thought this song was fitting right here, man. This 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 always make me feel renewed right here when this jam come on. So, we, you know, we're going to take them to church right now. What y'all know about this Donnie McClurkin right here? But we get up. Uh-huh. We fall down. But we gonna get back up. But we get up. Oh yes. For a saint is just a sin. Oh yeah. How'd that make you feel right now? If you're struggling with something right now. 
Come on, man. I got. I, we can't do this, bro. We can't do this. It's almost five minutes into the podcast, and we didn't even start talking about the podcast because you want to come in and plan some masterpiece. I'm going to let you do it at the end, man. We can't keep doing that, bro. We can't do this. People come to, you know, hear a breakdown of the game. They didn't want to hear your rap. I had a good old Donnie McCurker going on. Matter of fact, let me put my Donnie back on, make my soul feel better. You know what I'm saying? You out here tripping. Let's go, Donnie. Now I got to fast forward it and give me where I was at. There we go. See how much better that feels? Petty Hawk, do not touch. Do not touch. Petty Hawk. Petty Hawk. I'm running the show. Cut it out. You know, just for that, I'm not giving you the mic back. I'm not giving you back. No, the people want to hear me and what I got to play. Now I'm going to switch it up on them. Yeah. It's the Petty Hawk Show I can love. I come out when we lose. Or win. You just never know when I come out. Petty Hawk, you do know the song is in your voice. Because he the master. It's in your Bruce voice. Lee, Let boy. me play the song. Get your soul glow. Come on, man. Yeah. Petty Hawk. We body it's you not in the. Body I, I'm cutting you off. This how it's supposed to sound, Petty Hawk, like this. This how it's supposed to sound, man. You see that? It ain't sounding bad. He wanted y'all to hear this song, Body Body. All right, that's enough. That's enough. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize. This is your first time listening. Petty Hawk is never this rude. He is rude. Because he didn't want me to listen to my Donnie McClurkin. He didn't like our production meeting when I said, yo, I'm going to play that Donnie McClurkin. We fall down, we get up, man. Because, you know, that's what I play if I'm struggling and stuff. It get me back in the mood. And he was mad. And I didn't think he would act like this. So if this is your first time listening, I apologize. All my podcasts aren't like this. But Petty Hawk claims he's a star and he could do what he wants. So let's get back to the breakdown of the Wahoos versus the Tigers. So Clemson won by a score of 41 to 23. Uh, we look at the statistics. UVA had 25 first down. Clemson had 22. Net rushing yards. UVA led in that category, 147 yards to 137 yards. UVA had 38 rushing attempts. Clemson had 31. We averaged 3.9 yards per rush coming to the game. Clemson was limiting their opponents to less than two yards rushing the game. 
The Wahoos basically doubled that with 3.9. Um, Clemson averaged 4.4 yards per rush. When you look at passing offense, Clemson had 329 yards through the air to UVA's 270. Clemson threw the ball 39 times. UVA threw the ball 43 times. So that's 38 rushes for UVA to 43 passes, and it's 31 rushes for Clemson to 39 passes. So both teams were pretty much balanced in that category. Um, total offensive yards, Clemson had 466 to UVA's 417. UVA ran 81 total plays, which is very good, and Clemson ran 70. UVA averaged 5.1 yards per play. Clemson averaged 6.7 yards per play. UVA only had one penalty, one penalty for 15 yards. That was a face mask versus Nick Jackson, in which he was face mask himself. And Clemson had eight penalties for 65 yards. UVA punted the ball four times. Clemson punted the ball three times. Uh, let's look. What else? What else? What else? What else? What else? We know the two turnovers. Time of possession. UVA won in that department. Uh, first quarter, Clemson had the ball 9.53. UVA had it 5 minutes, 7 seconds. In the second quarter, we had the ball 8 minutes to their 6 minutes. Third quarter, we had the ball 10 minutes to their 4 minutes. And the fourth quarter, we had the ball 9 to their 5. Third down conversions. We're going to talk about this in the analytical part of the podcast. They were We were 6 of 16. They were 8 of 15. And we were actually 4 of 5. On fourth downs, they did not attempt a single fourth down. Um, red zone scores and chances, they were 4-4 four four with four touchdowns. We were 3-4 or four with two touchdowns and one field goal. Sacks, we had two. They had three. Uh, points off turnovers, they had ten. So we go to individual stats. Brendan Armstrong. 22 carries for 105 yards, but he lost 16. So he had a net of 89 with a long of 28, averaged four yards a carry. Wayne Talapapa had 13 carries, 47 yards, no yards for loss, 47 net yards, nine yard long, averaged 3.6 yards per carry. Shane Simpson had three carries for 11 yards, no yards for loss, eight yards was his long. And he averaged 3.7 yards per carry. Travis Etienne, 14 carries, 73 yards, didn't lose any yards. One touchdown, a long of 17. Averaged 5.2 yards a rush. Trevor Lawrence had six carries, 56 yards, but he lost 20. So he had a net of 36, long of 22, averaging six yards a carry. So that's all I'm going to say about them. We don't need to talk about who else ran the ball for them. Passing, Brennan Armstrong, 24-43, two interceptions, 270 yards, three touchdowns, a longer 31, sacked three times. Trevor Lawrence, 25 of 38, 329, three touchdowns, no interceptions, a longer 46, and he was sacked two times. Receiving, Billy Kemp led the way and catches again. He had 10 this game, 96 yards, a longer 22. Terrell Jenner had five catches, 55 yards, and a touchdown, long of 23. Tony Pogen, three catches, 25 yards, one touchdown, long of 10. Lavelle, the air up there, Davis Jr. had two catches, 58 yards, zero touchdowns, uh, a long of 31. Wayne Talapapa, two catches, 24 yards, long of 16. Shane Simpson, one catch, nine yards, a long, uh, a long of nine, and... 
Keaton, KT Thompson, one catch, three yards, one touchdown, which was a dope play call. Flipper to Clemson, Amari Rogers, six catches, 72 yards, two touchdowns. Etienne had five catches for 114 yards and a touchdown, longer 46, coming out the backfield. Frank Ladson Jr., five catches, 71 yards. Okay, that's enough. We get it. Okay, y'all had 300 yards receiving. Uh, what else can we talk about? See how Petty Hawk coming out of me, like he making me impatient. And all-purpose yards, Billy Kemp had 96. Um, Etienne had 187. All-purpose yards, at least Clemson. Defensively, Nick Jackson led the way. I think that Nick, no, Nick was second to Zane last year. I think last week, I think Nick may have had 12 or 13 tackles last week. He had 12 tackles this game. Joey Blunt, nine tackles. He had a sack and a tackle for loss. Zane had seven tackles. Noah Taylor had six tackles. Charles Snowden had three tackles. Richard Burney had three tackles and another sack this game and two tackles for a loss. Devontae Cross had two tackles. Brent Nelson, two tackles, tackle for a loss. Amos, two tackles. Juwan Briggs, two tackles and a tackle for a loss. Um, Nick Grant had a pass breakup. Manny Alonzo had one tackle. The juggernaut, Jameer Carter, had a tackle. Gam had a tackle. Hunter Stewart had a tackle. Finkelson had a tackle to round out the Hoos. And Nick Jackson had a quarterback hurry also. Don't want to leave that out. Uh, Spectre led the way for Clemson, 13 tackles, a half a sack, one and a half tackle for a loss. And the Romanowski clone, number 47 for them, had nine tackles. <laughs> he reminded me of Bill Romanowski. Bill Romanowski. Um, shout out to Who's Inc. on Twitter. He sent me a tweet. He wanted to provide me some superlatives, so I'm going to go ahead and read that off. I appreciate you taking time out today to help out the pod. Uh, Brendan Armstrong's 359 yards and the team's 417 yards are the most by an ACC quarterback and team since Ryan Finley and the number 20 NC State Wolfpack when they took on Clemson to the wire um, in 2017. Billy Kemp's 96 yards is the most by an ACC receiver against Clemson since FSU's Helton going for 100 yards in 2018. And 73 of those actually came out on one play in a 59-10 blowout. Um, the Hoos held Clemson to their fewest rushing and total yards in the ACC contest since their squeaker against UNC last year. That was the same day UVA played Notre Dame. So appreciate Who's Inc. on Twitter for the superlatives to share on the show. And that is the statistical part of the show, and hopefully Petty Hawk don't try to take the day on Oxcord and play some more Master P talking about because he the master and we Bruce Leroy and stuff. He disrespectful. I got the, I'm Bruce Leroy at the end. Get that right, Petty Hawk, when he glowing. I ain't at the beginning talking about I'm, I do I do not wish to fight you. I am not that Bruce Leroy. I'm the Bruce Leroy. Well, you feel the glow. You got the glow. Go, glow, 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 glow. I'm that Bruce Leroy. When you reach that other level, your mind, body, and soul must be one. Y'all remember that song right there? Man, I'm gonna find that song and play that for y'all by the end of the podcast, boy. That that uh that uh Last Dragon soundtrack is awesome, just like the Rocky soundtrack. When you got that glow, you feel the one. See, see what you did, Patty Hawk? Got me singing on the podcast now. People, people ain't got a lot of time, man. We out here, we bull jiving today, man. But I'm going to find that. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. By the end of the podcast, I'm going to play the song I'm talking about 
for y'all. Maybe, maybe I'm gonna let DJ Petty Hawk play it for y'all since he think he got all this taste on what to play. But all right, let's get to the analytical part. Let's, let's segue. Let's segue. And the segue is brought to you by shutthehelluptjuice.com. So, <laughs> so let's start with defense first. Let's start with defense first. Elephant in the room, right? Third downs, the third and long thing, the third and long thing. The first one, it was like third and 16. It was backed up. We played the sticks. We played a soft zone, like cover four, keep everything in front. And we got what we wanted, a little circle route to Etienne. But we forgot how damn explosive he is. And when he caught that jank, he hit feet, as the young boys say. Hit feet. I mean, when he caught that ball on film, I was like, could God, he fast. That boy fast. Now that's fast. That boy fast. Because we rallied to him. Don't get me wrong. Zane and them rallied to him. But he just showed a different tier of gear. And he just ran through folks and got that. And, and look, it's unacceptable from a fan standpoint, from everybody's standpoint, because you got the throw you want. You got the dump off. But he just showed that. Sometimes a special player would just negate the special scheme you have for the situation. I'm not absolving anything. I'm just keeping it real. Like, yes, we can't get that up, but damn it, I recognize that he's great. And that's what great players do. They just be have you like, God, what are we, God, dang it, what are we doing? That's how they have you. And that's how he had me. I'm like, man, on third and long, that's what we doing, son. But then I'm like, he is special. And then we get to another third and long, and this third and long is a little different, right? This, to me, is the one that 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 ain't about no special nobody. That's just we got to recognize why I hope is that. You know, they ran a little smash concept, meaning they had a had a hammer route, a five-yard stop on the outside. A slot guy made it seem like he was going to run a cell route or a corner route. He gave two steps to the cell, and then he came back and went to the post. We were playing a, a short zone in which the field corner recognized that the short route wasn't going to influence me to allow something behind me. And I think it was Nick Crant. He sloughed off, played in between like you're taught, and our safety, and I'm not going to say who it was, our safety was pedaling a little too high, took the first move, didn't realize that, hey, my corner sees. You know, like you got to be slow to that. In my opinion, if you know it's short zone and your corner is going to play in between, you can be slow to the corner route because you're going to play top field shoulder. You just can't let anything get inside of you in the two safety look. And that's exactly what happened. Receiver gave me two to the corner. He bit. And and it was a good throw, too. But still, like to me, that's the one I'm like, yeah, that's not supposed to happen. I could give you to the special number nine running back because he wasn't number nine, and I love number nine. That's the number. But that one, I was like, no, hell no. And then the next third down that they had was the one that really, like, really, really angered me. Third and two, we snuff out the little run. Noah Taylor does a good job of setting the edge. We got a corner that's rating right there, and I ain't going to say no names. He know who I'm, I, I talk I'm a we can't come in there, grab. My coach would say this, excuse my language, okay? My coach said, you can't be out there grab assing. You can't do that. And that's what they look like. It look like you was grab assing. 
instead of shooting your gun. And I'm not so less a little violent, but I'm giving you guys a glimpse of how coaches talk to you on the field. Son, you can't be out there grab ass and go out there and shoot your gun, take out a starboard. I felt like the corner that was out there should have just came out there full force, took that outside leg, and that thigh boy, boom, just blew him up. Because he was there for the – he didn't even see you, bruh. You was waiting on him to grab his hind parts. That's what it looked like. Like, I want to turn. That's what it looked like. And you a physical dude because you showed me Virginia Tech game. They try to run a little jet sweep, and you bit his chest off. And that could be corrected, you know? And the rest is history because your other DB compadre came. And like I said, I'm say no names. Came up there and, you know, whiffed. That's all you heard. You know, when you miss a tackle, you ain't grabbing nothing but air because you're trying to grab. That's what it sounds like. That's the one that irked me the most. I could live with nine being special. I could even live a little bit with the, you know, hint to the corner, give you to the post, throw it up high, they go get it. But that one, the third and two, hell no. I didn't like that one. Mm-mm. And you know, ball hook is like the most, you know, understanding analyst you're going to get. And I didn't like that one. Mm-mm. No. We stopped them right there. They kick a field goal just 6-3. And, you know, the psyche is different. We even, the plays we even drawn up is different. And then the next one, next third down, they hit the call. The the one where they threw the swing pass to uh, Etienne. They hit the call. We had a field blitz on. All them backups was coming downhill, baby. And the linemen just smacked us up the field like, goodbye. Go ahead and take that. And they just threw it over the 18. We was a man. And luckily, Brent Nelson turned around. Because, good Lord, if he wouldn't have tururned around when he did, boy, it would been strike up the band. Because won't nobody going to stop that nine once he got full speed. We done seen it. We seen it later in the game. Once he get a full head of steam, boy, good God. Looking like Roger Craig out there. They hit the call on that one. Like, they, like, sometimes, like, that's why I tip my hat to that one. And, you know, it makes you wonder, like, you know, the back of that blitz from the field, like if you see the back and did the back do a good job of holding his water before he went out for the for the swing pass? I th- you know, I, I yeah, we they got us. They just got us. Yep. That's all I'm gonna say. They got us on that one. And then the next third down, Sunshine took off. We didn't account for him. So what's that? One, two, three. That's five first downs that I went over. Then the next one on the touchdown. Come on, man. You got to know your personnel. You got to. You had the hip. You thought you had the hip. But it's if they even, they leaving. You always got to make sure you got control of the top field shoulder. If they even, they leaving. And boy, was that a dime that Trevor Lawrence threw. That was a dang on dime. A dang on dime. Three did a good job of tap, tip, tap, tap, toeing, tiptoeing, toe tapping, whatever. But, you know, like I say, I'm saying, say no name about safety, just relax. He thought he had control of it and KYP, know your personnel. Know your personnel. So, yeah, man, third downs was, was the death of us when we needed them. It was just, it's, it's, you know, schematically, sometimes they hit it, hit us, but the tackling, Nah, I can't jive with that. Because I know y'all work on tackling a lot. That's why I can't jive with that. 
It's, it's never an excuse for that. I can't even cop a plea. I can't even write up a defense. Like, that's just want to. And it seemed like we had trouble tackling Clemson last year. Like, it's like the Mike Tyson. Like, are you amazed that you're going up against him? And, nah, I ain't going to do that to y'all. We just struggle. Right? You know, a lot of people like, you know, is it hard? Is Nah, nah. They just, you just didn't tackle well. I'll never say somebody nervous or scared or nothing like that. Nah, I got too much respect for y'all. But um, I thought the corners covered well, though. Last week, I thought y'all struggled. This week, I thought y'all did good, man. The man, like, your technique was very sound. And I'm going to say y'all names now. Nick, you did a hell of a job with your feet, brother. Your footwork, understanding where your help was at, your leverage, baseball turning, exploding downhill onto the ball. Devontae did a very good job playing press, being patient, shuffling, running with. I thought y'all did a damn good job on the outside because they tried to attack y'all and put y'all on the island. So salute to the DBs for serving. Shut the hell up, Juice, compared to what they did last week versus Duke. And that's what I that's why I love those two dudes. They dogs. They hear what I say, they don't get mad. They just fix it. Fix it. Now fix tackling. I need you goddamn fap somebody. Yeah, no, 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 no. I ain't talking about targeting. I'm talking about legally hitting somebody and getting them to the ground. Because that was one of my keys. Do not allow yards out the contact for anybody. And especially number nine. And that's what happened. Offensively. Offensively. Brendan, when you throw the ball, bro, thing of beauty. When you throw it, thing of beauty. It is. I think you got a lot of heat behind your ball because it's catching up on these receivers. I ain't, and I ain't used to seeing them drop balls. So that's how I know you got some stank on your ball. You, you, it's getting up on them. Like you got a, you got a game time velocity that they don't see in practice because you was putting, boy, you was letting that thing go, phew, letting it go. And then they got used to it. I will say this about the deep ball. I would like to see you just throw the deep ball versus throwing alley-oops because at this stage of Lavelle's career, he's still learning how to adjust to the alley-oop ball in the game versus aggressive corners because those corners for Clemson were aggressive. Like they were putting their hands around his neck and it could be interference, but it's just one of the things that he has to adjust to. And that, that, that comes with growth. You know what I'm saying? Like when you go up against a, a, a less, like a player that doesn't have a lot of experience, it's a lot of tricks of the trade. I give you a case in point. Yesterday, Nick Grant did something I've been telling him to do since last year. When you capture the inside hip of the receiver, take your inside hand and disrupt the inside leg of the receiver. Hit his thigh. It's a it's, your run. Your running motion is ear to hip anyway. So when your hand coming down to your hip in the running motion, instead of coming to your hip, hit his thigh. Just hit it. Hit it with your fist. Boom. Just bang it. Boom. Boom. The ref ain't going to see it. And Nick did that in the long ball when it was incidental contact, but Nick was hitting that inside thigh. You can go back and watch it. He hits the inside thigh. Like I told him, it disrupts the stride. Um, But as far as Lavelle, you know, just one of the things where he has to just learn how to adjust, and that'll come with time. Like, I don't, I don't want to harp on that too much because that's just timing with Lavelle. Um, Somebody asked my thoughts about the – so let me just break down the floor of the game and I get to the second interception. Matter of fact, I'll just get right to it. You know, we get to the elephants in the room. So I had some Twitter conversations 
um, about the interception in the end zone. And people's like, you know, he got to throw it out there, this and this and that. And from, from the drills I've been around, when you have a taller receiver, you have some quarterbacks who will, when they throw back shoulders, they throw it on a rope, right? If you saw like the NC State versus Pitt game, their quarterback was doing a phenomenal job throwing back shoulder and he was throwing it on a rope. Um, so you have to adjust. Like the DB doesn't have a lot of time to adjust. Seems like Brennan prefers the jump ball, so he will actually throw it up, expecting the receiver to, you know, stop in his tracks, box out, and then elevate. And it seems like they're not on the same page because Brennan is expecting the receiver to actually be controlled so he could undercut and catch it, and the receiver's actually still trying to win, expecting the ball to be thrown to the deep pylon. So if you look at Brennan's throwing motion, it's going to be harder for him to actually throw those alley-oops because it's more of a sidearm, so the nose is going to be going up. So it's going to come short. He can't really, like, overhand toss it to where you can toss it to the outside, unless it's going to the left. So if he's throwing to the left, it actually drifts to the back shoulder naturally because he's sidearm. But if he's throwing to the right, it's going to – how the ball is turning is actually going to come more to the middle of the field versus – to the outside, to the right, if that makes sense. So if you could picture Brendan throwing to the right, since he's sidearm and he's left-handed, the ball is actually going to always favor and come to the middle. So if you're a receiver to the right and you have Brendan and you know a fade is coming, you got to expect to undercut, to come under, where the ball essentially went. So, like I said, that's just time and just more repetition. And, and – you you know, you got to ask the DBs in practice when it's one-on-ones, like, yo, be overly aggressive so I can understand how to not get widened out and understand that, hey, if we're going to jump ball situation, I'm going to let you control my upfield shoulder because now I could just come underneath you and harm you versus trying to win and now I can't get back under because the DB is doing a great job of, you know, controlling my inside hip. And that's what that's what happened. Even when he did, even when Lavelle did catch the jump ball later in the game when he came back, you saw he had to wait and undercut it. And that's what Brendan wants him to do. Brendan wants him to basically give the illusion that the DB is controlling that upfield shoulder so he could just come underneath of him. And it seems like Brendan's more comfortable with throwing it up versus putting it on a rope. Um, but I will say this: when Brendan actually just throws the football, whether it's like a dig. Uh, a whip route, scene, a skinny post. He puts stank on it. You see it's a whole different type of ball and it's a lot more accurate. So anytime the ball is inaccurate, it's usually the up, the, the alley-oop passes, if that's making sense for y'all. Um, he started out like, what, like 0 for 6, 0 for 9, and a couple more was drops and blah, blah, blah. But – at the end of the day, man, he gets better as the game goes on. You just want to see him start out fast. And in order for him to start out fast, our route combinations need to be like they were in the middle of the game to start out the game. Give me some levels. Give me a dig. Give me a post over the top. Let's high-low some guys. Give me a, a quick out and give me a slant. Put You know, just high-low concepts for him. And if you're going to roll him out, and we used to do this with Bryce last year. We used to roll him out to his left and seem like we want to roll – Brendan to his right. I don't understand that. Like, I would rather you roll him to his open hand side, like his strong side, so he can really step into it. Because he made that throw to Lavelle Davis going to his left, which was a dime. Oh, my God. 
that was a dime. That was in between two guys. It was going to his left, and he let it go. Dime. He made some great throws to Billy Kemp, in which he threw Billy open because Billy was, you know, running his mess route, coming across the face of the zone, and the strong safety was coming down to knock his face off, and Brandon threw it to his back shoulder, and Billy did a phenomenal job of his drill work, of understanding back, back shoulder throw, let me go with the throw, sinked his hips, put his feet down, plucked it, and went inside. And when he went inside, 38 just caught a whiff of, a whiff of air. That's trusting your quarterback. And Billy did that a couple of times because a couple of times Billy's running in traffic and he's clearing and Brendan's recognizing. And that's record, record, you know, recognition from, from Brendan understanding coverage and anticipating what's going to happen. So that's showing you he's processing information very well, too, because it's like two times Billy could have been put to sleep because they had the call in which the safety was coming down, saw they was passing it off and he was going to come down on the hash and, uh, Brendan threw him to the inside. Even Janice, he threw him open to the inside. So, yeah, man. So that it, it's going to still take some work. It's going to take some work with the D ball. I'd rather, you know, Brendan throw to win on the D ball versus throwing the alley oop. Like I'd rather, you know, Davis keep taking the same release he's he's attempting to to win the stack and. Um, basically the same ball he threw to Billy in which Billy stumbled. That type of so, like you saw that deep. That was a good throw. It's just Billy stopped, you know, lost his footing. That was a good, good throw. Like a good, good, clean throw. Um I do got a pep I I I am kind of angry at the bootleg with both backup quarterbacks as the receivers. We can't do that, man. Mm-mm. And it's not a knock against them, but we can't do that. Nah. You can't do that. You can't do that in that situation. You can't do that. Because Brendan is an is a ultimate teammate. He's he going to trust that them guys going to run the right. Like, even when he threw it and the intercepted, he, he, looked at him, he looked at him like, damn. I, you know, like, oh, come on. Like, keep coming across. Don't slow down. Because not, he's not a natural receiver. He's a quarterback by trade. So he's not understanding, like, you got to get, get on the same plane. as Well, you a former quarterback. You should know stay on the same plane as your quarterback. We don't want to throw across our chest. So Brendan – Threw towards the sideline, expecting the receiver to burst, and the safety came down, took advantage of the hesitation of a not natural natural receiver, and it was an interception. But you look at that play, like, why do we got both our backups as the only passing threats with the running back who was covered immediately off the boot action? That that yeah, that yeah, that bothered me, but it's a learning experience because he KT ended up scoring when he wasn't the only receiving threat that was an ex-quarterback. He scored, but that's all I got for y'all, man. That's all. I mean, this is over 30 minutes. That's too long, right? Y'all don't want to be listening for that long. Hopefully, I cover everything you want to cover. Oh, I know what I got to cover. The COVID-19 situation, I don't have names. I don't know the name. I'm lying. I know who the names is and the coach, and I ain't dropping a dime. I ain't snitching. No. I know who the players are now, and I know who the coach is. I ain't snitching. I'm letting them release it. That's what I'm doing. That's why I am who I am. I ain't out here trying to have a hot take and and, and drop a dime and be like, ooh, Bullhawk told you first. Hell no. So, sorry. I ain't telling you, Jack. <laughs> I mean, that ain't funny, but, man, that's hipper anyway. I ain't telling y'all before they know. You ain't getting, hey, I'm independent. I need all the scrilla I'm getting right now. I ain't know. So, to answer your question, do I know the names in the coach right now? Yes. Am I telling no, 
do I ever tell on us? No. Unless coach released the names and the coach, then I'll come back and be like, now those, you know what I'm saying? But no. So stop guessing because you're not going to know who was missing. And no. Okay. People don't matter. We were seven people down. And um, don't let Virginia Tech Twitter get under your skin, man. Look, bruh, we knew they was going to come at us. Like, you knew once you start playing games, you're outside of your bubble. You can't control. Like, you just pray and hope that they're doing the same due diligence as you. But once you start playing and fraternizing with people from out of town, meaning playing the game, that's what I mean, fraternizing, not the other fraternizing. But you're playing against somebody else. They traveling. We don't know the trace and the carries, all that stuff. It was bound to take place. Mark, uh, Coach Mark Rick, he had a drink to shut the hell up juice. He tried to take a shot at Kelly. We won't do that. Kelly, my people, we won't do that. Ain't no joke. Ain't no ha-ha key can. Ain't none of that, bruh. Yo ass like you was taking no-dos because you was about to sleep on the job like you was a narcoleptic or something. Huh? What we still talk about? Hello? Huh? Why he was the, why he was the only one that was uh, delayed? You know what I'm saying? Well, let me go ahead and close out this show, man. I appreciate everybody rocking with me, but I told you I was going to find the song for y'all, The Glow by Willie Hutch, The Last Dragon soundtrack, Taking You Back. This is like my favorite movie in my childhood right here, The Last Dragon. So this this song right here is my song. But you know the motto, good is the enemy of great. Be great in everything that you do. Let me go ahead and get it started up for y'all, man. Make sure you subscribe. First time listeners, appreciate you for tuning in. And this is your last time because of all the music. My fault, but uh, hey, man. That's just what it is. Willie Hutch, take us away, man. Ball Hawk Show. Ah, we out. Now all the masses know that you need to glow. You need to glow, to glow, to grow. If you love to live, you live to love. Hot, you gotta move to the upper level. Cause when you got the glow, that is no stopping what you want to do. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube